Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 96 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, uh, covering March the 29th to April the 4th, Easter. And today we're going to move on to the final section we're going to consider, which in the individual study section of the Come Follow Me manual uh, is titled Jesus Christ Accomplished a Perfect Atonement. Uh, and today we're going to focus on Doctrine and Covenants sections 18 and 19 and the verses that deal with this. Uh, but, before, but before we do that, so we've talked about kind of the physical effects of the atonement and our Saviour's sacrifice for us. And today we'll be focusing a little more on the spiritual salvation that comes uh, with his uh, redemption and his uh, in his glorious atonement. Um, and so if you look in Doctrine and Covenants verses 18, this is obviously the verses, verses 10 to 13, where we're talking about the worth of souls. Now, it is interesting how, you know, the atonement is something we should be studying for the whole of our lives. And if you haven't read this book yet uh, by Tad R. Callister, uh, which is The Infinite and Intimate Atonement, uh, then I strongly recommend it. Actually, it's, it's called The Intimate Atonement, I believe. I can't see it on my, book, on my bookshelf right now. I'm not sure where it's gone, uh, but it's a very good book. And it does deal with the intimate aspects of the atonement as well. But it's a, a wonderful book. Um quite large it took you quite a while to get through it it took me a while but there's so many wonderful teachings and insights from scriptures in there which um, really pull together many of the aspects about our saviour's atonements um and one of the things that i am still in awe of which i studied um and i can't remember why or how i got to study it or got to know it well because uh, it was before i read that book but uh, i was reading uh, Abinadi's teachings to um, King Noah and his priests and if you remember in uh, Mosiah chapter 15 he talks a lot about the saviour seeing his seed when he performs his sacrifice and who are his seed all, all the holy prophets and all those that have listened to the words of the prophets he says paraphrasing what he says in Mosiah 15 um, and so for me um, that showed me that the saviour and I only really stu- studied this or came to understand this kind of in, kind of in my early 20s, um, that the Saviour not only performed this great, you know, incalculable suffering, which, you know, we can't comprehend, but he suffered it in a way that was individual, that was intimate, that was for each person one by one. Um, and now kind of thinking afterwards, you know, about his ministry, looking at how he visited the Nephites and ministered one by one, and and he did that during his mortal life, and we see it happen so often. Um, when we when we when we look for the pattern of the one by one, we see it everywhere. Um, and again, another book I strongly recommend is Elder Bednar's book about ministering one by one. Uh, he talks a lot about that. Um, but when you think about that, about how that's the Savior's pattern, it makes sense that he would perform this great and marvellous sacrifice um, and it would be yes infinite in scale and incalculable incalculable I said that word better before but basically huge um, but yet still on a individual basis the reason why well um, in Amos chapter 7 uh, we know it's so that he knows how to succor us how to support us 
But actually, in Doctrine and Covenants section 18, we see another aspect which I think tells us why, again, he needed to do this and see the individual, know the individual um, as he was going through. In verse 10, it says, remember the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. Um, and I think that that is another important principle that helps us to know why this, our Saviour had to do this so individually that he was able to know and see um, the sufferings of each individual because he loves us and he wants to be able to support each one of us through whatever trials we go through. And he could only do that if he had actually felt the pains and the sorrows and griefs himself. Um, David O. McKay uh, says this, uh, quote, We are truly living in an age of changing opinions, of swiftly shifting human relations. Man's wisdom seems baffled. In all, our, in all our readjustments, plans and policies, we cannot do better than keep in mind the divine admonition that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. The saved individual is the supreme end of the, of the divine will. Jesus sought the welfare of the individual and individuals grouped and labouring for the general welfare of the whole in conformity with the principles of the gospel constituting the kingdom of God. Many of the choices got truths of the gospel were given in conversations with individuals. It was while Jesus taught with Nicodemus that he gave us the message relative to baptism and being born again. From the conversation with the woman of Samaria is disclosed the truth that they who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. From that with Mary and Martha, we get the divine declaration, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus regard for the person for personality was supreme when the pharisees dragged into his presence the woman taken in adultery christ saw through the soul that had been stained with sin the personality that still contained the spark of hope which he kindled into a light that warmed and guided a personality back to confidence and perhaps to righteousness close quote i like that quote because it really outlines to us just a few of the important um moments in the scriptures where the individual is ministered to and great principles are taught now of course some may point to other times in the scriptures where christ didn't speak to an individual one by one and there are still great messages taught um the beatitudes the, the sermon on the mount is one example of this um there was five thousand oh the number went out of my head then for a moment um individuals or at least five thousand men that we know of at this mount and perhaps even more uh, people overall um but jesus taught those principles and and did that but then the other argument to that is to say well yes he taught those principles to many that were gathered but then what did they do whilst they were there he still ministered to them one by one he fed them so that they were all filled miraculously with uh, two loaves and five loaves and two fishes you know, I'm sure I've got one of those numbers wrong or mixed up at least. Um, it certainly wasn't 5,000 loaves or 5,000 fishes. It was five and two of each, uh, but I, I just went out of my head. But um, even in that setting where many were gathered, he individually filled and sustained them physically one by one. And actually thinking about it, the Sermon on the Mount and that miracle of feeding the 5,000 with the small amount, the five loaves and two fishes, is almost like a symbol uh, or, or, or a parallel of what he would do spiritually for us later on in the atonement. He would do it for everyone that had gathered, for the vast multitude that had gathered. 
uh, he, he does it for the vast multitude of God's children, but he does it on a one-to-one basis so that they are individually filled if they accept that offering. Um, it's just a, it's just a wonderful image and a wonderful parallel uh, to what the uh, the atonement would be and how it was perfect. It was done for each and every one of us. Um, yeah, so, you know, I just wanted to focus on that infinite but intimate nature of that atonement that was wrought. And again, not just the uh, the suffering that was felt in the garden, but also on the cross. Um, those two events are as important. Uh, and I think we, we danger or we put our understanding of this atonement into danger when we focus very much on the garden or we, we don't see his suffering on the cross as part of this, as part of this infinite suffering. Uh, we know that both of them uh, were a part of that process. So thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Uh, please do continue to listen to the podcast on the usual platforms. You can also share it. Please do subscribe so you receive each episode daily as it, as it drops. This is a daily bite-sized episode. Um, and so, you know, thanks, thanks for keeping up. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to be able to share my thoughts with you. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.